That was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is the lovely and talented Sonali Chandra. Sonali is a stand-up comedian and dancer. And over the past few years, she has developed a social media presence on her public persona of being the 36-year-old virgin. She was a leading lady on two reality TV dating shows and was featured for segments on Dr. Phil and Tamron Hall, where they discussed how Sonali could find Mr. Right without losing her virginity in the process. Sonali's past is one of being caught between two cultures, that of her East Indian heritage, where marriages are arranged, and the American culture of New Jersey, where she grew up. Not being allowed to date, her first kiss was at the age of 26. And the only man who has gone a bit farther than that is also the real first man to win her heart, Mr. Lap. Sonali wants to know what made Mr. Lap dump her after six months, using their 29-year age difference as the reason. Sonali states that she and Mr. Lap did not commit intercourse, but she is absolutely devastated and has cried incessant tears hysterically due to her severe heartbreak. She comes on Make Him Wonder today, seeking my help in making sense of Mr. Lap's behavior, getting past the intense emotional pain she is in, and if it is possible for her to get Mr. Lap back. Welcome, Sonali. Hi, Paula. Thank you. My goodness, that is some introduction. And I, <laughs> I want to unpack this for you. And mm -hmm. I think from looking at all the things I did on your social media and many of the shows, I understand you were on uh, the two reality TV dating shows, uh, Five Guys a Week. And what was the other? Dating Different. What was Dating Different? So both shows were reality TV dating shows. Uh, both were blind dates. However, with five guys a week, I lived with and dated five guys simultaneously. And as the week progressed, I kicked one guy out at a time. And at the end of the week, I picked a winner. With dating different, it was just one blind date. Spent a couple hours with the guy. Turned out, He turned out to be an actor. And when I found that out, I'm like, well, how do I know you're not acting with me right now? <laughs> So that that was dating different. Um, I went on both. I was fortunate to be booked for both shows in, in a genuine quest for love. Uh, but I turned out to be very unlucky both times. And okay. so Mr. Laugh, I met him serendipitously and I wasn't looking for him. We met organically and mm -hmm. he came to me. I see. Now here I am. Okay. And I understand that you're heartbroken about him and I want to be able to help you with that to whatever degree possible. But I do mm -hmm. want to find out some background on this because I think it's going to be the most significant thing for you. First, I want to ask, what was your biggest reason for coming on today? And what do you most want to get out of this conversation with me? What would you like to walk away from and say, this is a real win? The reason I wanted to speak with you in this platform is because Mr. Lapp, um was my first real relationship. Uh, he's the sixth man to have ever kissed me, but the first real and the longest relationship. As you said, um, he has gone a bit farther past the first kiss. He's the first man with whom I experienced second and third base with both ways. Um, he, uh, we went on for six, seven months. He, we met organically. I knew him for about two months before we went out on our first date, which I didn't think of as a date at the time. It just, we were part of the same fitness community. Mm -hmm. We often crossed paths and we had a lot of mutual connections. And then also just interests, fitness, business. We're both Aquarians. When he suggested dinner, I was, um, I was like, sure, why not? What's the harm? 
but dinner turned out to be for three hours and I genuinely enjoyed his company. And we just had a lot of lot to talk about, lots of laughs. When things started developing from there and then um, when he ended it, he pursued me and then he ended it. I, of course, would be, you know, heartbroken because he pursued me. He's the one who pursued me. Then he's the one who ended it. He strung me along for six and a half, seven months, all the time, knowing how old I was. But then he just, out of nowhere, ended it with me, citing our 29-year age difference as the deal breaker. And let me tell you something, Paula. Yes, he's 65 on 36, but he's a very youthful, spirited 65-year-old. And otherwise, how else could we have connected on so many levels? That's really, I'm shattered. I'm still shattered, devastated, just crushed. And so that, that's why I'm here seeking your help. Okay. And um, really the biggest takeaway for me would be just trying to understand why he all of a sudden ended it with me after six and a half, seven months using age as the deal breaker. Just, okay. I, I just, none of it makes any sense to me. Okay. And I trust that you know that this is going to be a different conversation than, say, an interview. I know you've done a lot of media and that's about ratings and the sensationalism of something very different and titillating, like the 36-year-old version, that kind of thing. But this is going to be about you, about what you want, and about really unpacking things as to the why and even maybe what you might be able to do about it, because I assume, correct me if I'm wrong, that if you could have this back, you would like it back. Yes, that's a very accurate statement. Whatever I've done with Mr. Lapp, I can't imagine, or nor do I want to do with any other man. Um, I, I waited 36, 35, 36 years to meet him, to meet him, and I absolutely do want him back, despite how much he has already hurt me, because I love him. Um, and yes, I, I do agree with your point, to, to, uh, to your earlier point about you know, this is going to be a very different type of conversation as opposed to what I've done before. And I'm, I'm completely aware of that. You know, I'm at a point in life where I'm okay being vulnerable and having my personal life out on a public platform so that others can benefit from it, be, learn from it, be inspired by it. Because quite frankly, um, I, I look up to Priyanka Chopra. She's a Bollywood actress. Uh, and what she has with her husband, Nick Jonas, that's what I want in my personal life. And I, and I don't think that's a lot to ask. I think women should know what they want. Otherwise, they take they're being taken for taken for granted. So uh, I'm here. My life is an open book. You know, I mm -hmm. want to get your advice, your coaching, and I, I you know, and I'm. Uh, you can ask me whatever you need to to try to help me, and I'm I'm completely on board. Well, I I really appreciate that vulnerability, and I have so many questions for you. I want this to be different for you because I want it to be of value to you. Mm -hmm. Anyone who comes on the podcast, I want to give them my real take on things and it's not for entertainment purposes some people would call it infotainment uh but it really is more towards the info than the tainment <laughs> uh -huh. there are many questions i have for you before we get to mr lap because i think it's going to indicate to me a bit of what i need to know about that relationship and then i'm going to ask you more about that relationship from all of the media I have seen about you is that you grew up from an East Indian background in an American state, New Jersey. And are you from first, are you first generation? So let me backtrack. I was born and raised in New Jersey to immigrant parents from India. So my parents were born in India. I was born in America. And even though I was raised in America, my parents raised me as if I was in India. And so my parents themselves, they had an arranged marriage. They were virtually strangers when they got married in 1983. And then they came to America. And my father is nine years older than my mother. And he's the boss in my family. He, he's the patriarch. In fact, I grew up fearing my father. And actually, I'm still afraid of my father. <laughs> um, but the way he raised me, it was a um, very strict conservative household. I was forbidden from dating, socializing, having sleepovers, going to prom, or even dorming in college. But on the flip side, I grew up learning Indian classical dancing and watched romantic Bollywood movies, which instilled in me what love is supposed to be like. And um, that was my life until I was 22. Graduated with a finance degree. And then on the way home from the graduation ceremony, my father starts pressuring me to agree to an arranged marriage. 
Mm-hmm. Paula, my jaw dropped. I'm like, you've never let me have a boyfriend. Now you want me to get married to a stranger? Are you mm-hmm. crazy? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so long story short, I've been fighting my parents on that for over 14 years. Arranged marriage to me is your parents choosing who you're going to uh, be sleeping with. My parents never talked to me about sex. Um, mm-hmm. I learned about it from health class. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I just, I, I just, it just, it, the whole concept just grosses me out. Uh, and so, yeah, my, my life is definitely an amalgamation of, um, American and Indian cultures. And it's a constant, it's always been a constant struggle going back and forth between the two. Okay. So one of the things you said here that I want to extrapolate from that, mm-hmm. that you just gave us is I grew up watching Indian Bollywood movies about, mm-hmm. and they taught me what romance is. That's concerning to me. I don't know much about Bollywood movies. I mean, I've seen the the lavish and the dancing and the music, and it's all beautiful. I don't really know about the romance in them, but tell me about that because that's going to tell me a lot about how I might be most helpful to you. So the movies I grew up watching in the 90s and the early 2000s, the most they the leading uh, lady and uh, hero did was mm-hmm. hold hands on camera. That's the most that they would do. Mm-hmm. Back then, they never even showed the uh, the leads kiss. <laughs> and if they did, it was behind like a tree or something. Uh-huh. So that, that that was um that that, that was definitely a, a big takeaway. And the, another huge takeaway is that um in Bollywood movies in the '90s and the early 2000s, sex happens after marriage. Right. And That's, I'm sure they didn't show any of that. Exactly. <laughs> now, any, now these Bollywood movies show whatever I haven't seen one in years. Um, I and even if I did, I, I don't think I could watch it with my parents. Absolutely not. I would cringe. Right. But um, that—that's what I grew up wa- learn, watching and learning from, and um, it pretty much bra- Bollywood movies brainwashed me into what I thought love was supposed to be like. Yes. Okay. So you know that intellectually until. Um, it was my senior year of college. So I, I, as I mentioned before, I commuted from home, one for financial reasons. And then two, my dad's like, what do college campus, what do college kids do on campuses? They do hanky panky. <laughs> Cute. Um, that's my stand up comedy right there. Um, yes. And so I, I, I commuted from home because my dad was protecting me from all that nonsense, as he called it. But my senior year of college, Paula, um, I had a study session with, within the business school and um, we were at a this girl, um, this girl's dorm, we were all in the business school studying for a class, cramming for us an exam. And she said that um, she mentioned that her boyfriend sleeps over. And that's when my jaw dropped and I put two and two together. I was 21 or 22 then. And I'm like, wait, her boyfriend sleeps over there. She's not married. Like, what do they do when they sleep over? <laughs> like, that's when it hit me that people have sex. So it marriage. was not until 22 that it hit you. Yeah, you I, I that. have no clue. I was so protected, so naive. I'm still naive, I think. Um, okay. I used to think, I used to believe that sex was impossible before marriage. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> but okay. um, but but yeah, it was really an eye-opening revelation, if you will, of my senior year of college. <laughs> <laughs> there were these certain things, and you had a few kisses or what have you mm-hmm. in those years. So between graduation of college at what? Twenty-two. What did you do in terms of like life? Were you living at home again or did you move out? And what was your dating like until just recently with Mr. Lapp? So I graduated with a, in, with a finance degree from Rutgers University in uh, 2009 at the age of 22. I still lived at home for a couple of years. So uh-huh. I was commuting to and from New Jersey to Manhattan. Uh-huh. I started my career off on Wall Street. Um, my life was just work, work, work. Wall Street's a very demanding um, career yeah. choice. And my life was just commuting from New Jersey, uh, work and happy hour. <laughs> okay, so uh, wait a minute. Wait, this is an interesting thing here. Okay. So happy hour after work. Were Correct. you drinking? Yes. So I'm sure there was lots of, I mean, those, those traders after work, I mean, boy, did they let loose. Uh, yes, they did. Wow. And you're a woman there. Were you a trader? I was on the financial services. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. On the, on the stock brokerage, stock treasury wow. services. Stock. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. And I was one of the very few women in yeah. the ad happy hour on the trading floor, in the office, in the cubicle space. Yes. You could say that. Oh my gosh. So you must've had men coming on to you all the time. I sure did. Indian, and... non-Indian, single, married, 
Everything. Man, old enough to be my father, hitting on me aggressively. Everything. It was gross. <laughs> okay, so tell me what was gross about it. I'm not going to assume anything here, okay? Sure. Tell me what you felt was gross about it. That uh, all these, all of these men, um, it was, they just looked at me as a sex object. That the only thing I was good for was for sexual pleasure. They didn't care to get to know me on a personal level. Just, you know, what, what's my favorite color? What do I like to do outside of work? Uh, you know, do I, like, I, I was still dancing on the side, you know, while, mm -hmm. while working on Wall Street during the day, you know, do, what are my hobbies? You know, do, do I speak any other languages? They didn't care about any of that. They just wanted to get straight into my pants. And these are men who are not just Indian, non-Indian, married, single, just okay. the, the whole gamut and it, it it grossed me out actually like you know here I was going to happy hour to just relax and get away from the office just chill but then it was a different type of war zone in, in happy hour if you will yes I can imagine it was confusing to you confusing mm -hmm. to them the American side of you however if you think about that and not the Indian side of you uh -huh. were you confused about it or had you not seen any american tv american films i grew up watching full house that's how i learned english <laughs> full house is more of a family-friendly show though um in high school i started watching uh seinfeld and Fre seinfeld friends and sex in the city that's what inspired me to move to new york or start working in new york after college because all, all three of those shows are set in new york city and right. there i was in new jersey in the middle in the garden state and right. so i was i had i actually wanted to go to nyu but my dad said it was too expensive and he was right so i had my heart set on the big apple right after college graduation so yeah in the beginning like i said i commuted for you know from home but my, my I, I went home to sleep i spent every waking hour in manhattan or on the bus to and from manhattan and so like those three shows really taught me what manhattan social life was like Absolutely. So that's that was my vicarious um, yes, 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 learning. Yes, yes. It really yes. was. Well, but then to experience that in person and to have all these men pursue me just for sexual pleasure, that that was disgusting to me. That that's when the Indian side of me kicked in. Like you know, that sex is something special and sacred. It's my and you know I'm I call myself a semi virgin now thanks to Mr. Lap, but back then I was a full virgin and um and something like virginity, chastity. You know, like I just and the prudish mindset I had and still do have, um, it definitely conflicted um, in my mind, given like my up, my upbringing and my Indian background co compared to what I was facing in the workforce. Okay. Here's the thing I'm hearing that you're saying it in the past tense, that it's definitely conflicted, but mm -hmm. it's still conflicting. Not as much, because if it was as much of a conflict as I had let it used to be whatever happened with Mr. Lap would never have happened. Okay. Um, I, I think definitely I'm, you know, I'm 36 now. I'm definitely more American than Indian, but the, the Indian part of me is very still prominent. But back then I was definitely more Indian than American, even though I was working on Wall Street. <laughs> one, you had mentioned on one of the shows, I can't remember which one it was, but that when you are dating, the moment the man wants to get physical, you tell him you're a virgin. Do you continue to do that? Well, I haven't dated. I, I don't date as per the very definition of dating. Um, I don't know how to date because I was forbidden from developing that skill growing up. So whatever dates I've been on, it's just been with men who I've met at, let's say, events or parties or organically, serendipitously. Um, I've only been kissed by six men. My first kiss was at age 26. And he was the first man, he was an Indian man, and this was in New York City. Um, he was the first guy I told when he wanted more that mm -hmm. I was a virgin. And um, it's the story of my life, Paula. All, it's, just, it's the same thing that happens over and over again with all these men. Their jaws drop. They're shocked. They're, mm -hmm. they're surprised. They're like, you're so beautiful. How could that be? I'm like, well, men have tried. Mm -hmm. you know, even before the first kiss, men have tried. It, I just never let anything happen. I didn't feel safe. I didn't. And, you know, I just, it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. um, but th that's always what's happened with all these guys that, um, you know, when they express their desire to kiss me and have more happen, that's when I reveal my big heart and my prudish ways. You can have what it is that you want if you make a decision about it. And what I'm hearing is that you are still going between the two worlds and not making a decision one way or the other, believe it or not, because you would mm -hmm. think, well, wait a minute, 
I made a decision to be a virgin until marriage. So that would make the decision pretty darn clear. But actually, it's not about that decision. It's about the decision of which cultural identity or creating your own combination of cultural identity that you will be absolutely comfortable with and then display that comfortability to whoever you are with. You are absolutely right, Paula. It's 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 absolutely it's definitely a constant struggle and challenge. Um, so I mentioned six men have only kissed me. The first three men were Indian, mm-hmm. and the second set of three men they were not Indian. Mm-hmm. What I've realized is that Indian men, they understand and love that V card aspect of mine and my prudish ways, but mm-hmm. they are unsupportive and intimidated by my career ambitions and aspirations. So that's Indian men. With these non-Indian men, they are—they fully support my professional goals and career ambitions, but they are—they—they they don't understand, right? My my prudish ways and my right. So let's look know, at that. Whole, yeah. So it's, because it's, that's going to help. I'm, I'm screwed. I really am. <laughs> well, I want you to to start thinking that you're not, because okay. if you continue to think that you are, you will continue to be screwed. You've mm-hmm. heard the saying. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I have so it's the same that. thing. If mm-hmm. you think you're screwed or you think you're not, you're right. So we want to choose that you're not screwed because you are beautiful, you're lovely, you're vibrant, you have so much to offer, you have a wealth of experience. I believe it's a combination of just what I told you about making the decision to make the combination of cultural aspects that you want and you are comfortable with, but there's a couple of things that I'm going to tell you that are in your way. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future, in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of Seasons 1, 2, and 3 in a categorized list by age and relationship status, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. I do want to just add, it's definitely the cultural aspect of why I was and still am looking to remain a virgin until marriage, but then also there's a huge emotional component. Um, I like. I can't imagine like having a one night stand or a no strings attached relationship. Like even with mm-hmm. what happened with Mr. Lap, mm-hmm. um, six and a half, seven months, like I I'm just, I'm, I'm still crushed. You sure. know, like, and, and I understood why he didn't may never have wanted to have gotten married again because he was previously married and, you know, he's 65. Of course he has a past. He obviously is not a virgin, right. but um, like, but we, we talked a lot. He and I talked a lot and got to know each other before I let anything happen. And so there's an emotional component to it that. I just want to make that clear. Well, that's one of the things I'm going to be talking about too. When we thwart a natural experience of something in a culture that you have been very exposed to simply by virtue of being here in the States, spending a good amount of your very young life, 22 is very young, uh, in a city like New York at that time, yes. And sex in the city is as creative, as funny, as uh, artistic as it is, 
It was very true to life for the American woman. The four characters are just the four sides of one woman. Mm. And I think that that's exceedingly true, that every single woman has the Samantha character in her, the Miranda character in her, the Carrie character in her, and the Charlotte character in her. And it is what the man brings out and... there's just so many colors to a woman and this is true now you're talking about your emotional stuff in your dating well here Mm -hmm. is a very significant part of it for you that will need to be addressed for you in order for you to get out of this mm, being stuck where you are and one of those Uh things is we need to start where you are because of our culture, you're here in the States and your age, there's a part of you that's not starting where you are. What I mean by that is you're going to have to date as if you were someone much, much younger. What's happening is if you are meeting someone say, 40 years old, he's, I don't know what city you're in now, but you're on the West Coast, correct? LA, uh uh-huh. Okay, so you're in LA. So again, a city, very sexualized city, Hollywood there. It's a lot of mm, people who have had a lot of experience and they're they're not necessarily going to understand what's going on. For you. Exactly. Now, uh-huh. it, when we're 16 and say a virgin, or 17, even 18, older, and we're virgins, when we date, we don't go around telling men we are. We mm-hmm. just date them and things progress. It's not something we focus on because we're at that time in our life where the young men that we're with generally understand, well, she could be, correct? If she's 16, she's probably, she could be 17. She's probably, or could be 18, same thing and on and on. But when you surpass a certain age and you're still doing that, there's going to be this schism and disconnect, but it's really dating in the same fashion for you. In other words, when you've been dating and you say, well, I've kissed them. Do you continue to be affectionate, kiss, or do you immediately say once a kiss happens, well, you know, I'm a virgin. I will start off by saying this. I I fall in love with just one kiss. I, I have a very, I have a heart and a soul and I'm very sensitive. Um, and so for me, a kiss is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um and from there, you know, I've, I felt stuff happen in my body just from a kiss. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's only when, when the man said, when all these men have said, like, you know, let's, let's, go, let's go to a hotel. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go back to my car. You know, that's when I reveal, like, listen, this is my deal. And um, okay. I, like, I'm not, I'm not that type of girl where you, it's, a, I'm not a one night stand type of girl, nothing like that, okay. you know, just so that that's when it comes up. But like on a, when we first okay. meet, you know, like, I don't know, I don't, okay. I don't reveal that then. <laughs> but even then it's a problem. And what I mean by that is that you fall in love with one kiss because you are at the sexual developmental level of that 16 or 17 year old. That's how we felt at 16 or 17 too. That's what happens. And you see, yes, you see how important it is that you've got for yourself to go step by step. And if you don't, and you thwart those steps, you will continue to stay in this circular trap that you're in. And what I mean by that is that you kiss a man and he's, you know, 36, 40, whatever. And he says, Uh do you want to go back to my hotel room? The answer is not, I've never done that before. I'm a virgin. I don't do that. I, you know, any explanation about it. It is a version of what I call my sexy mother approach. (laughs) And 
I'm listening. This is very intriguing. <laughs> okay. And Sexy Mother just basically knows that boys will be boys. So we need to be their, their headmistress, their healer, their helper, their hedonist. But we need to do it in a way that shows them exactly what my boundaries are and what they aren't. So instead of, well, listen, I'm a virgin. I've never done this. I've never even gotten to second base with anybody. I've never done this. I've never done that. I've only been kissed twice. My uh, background is this and that. It's just this. Oh, I don't, I don't go to hotel rooms after just one kiss. But it was a nice kiss. I wouldn't mind going for dinner. Mm. What did I just do there? I just showed him a boundary. First of all, nobody should be going back to a hotel room with someone from a first kiss if they want anything more than that hookup, correct? Right. Because mm -hmm. with any man, it's not going to get you anything more than that. And I'm not right. making any judgment about that. In other uh -huh. words, if somebody wants to do that, go ahead. I'm just going to tell you what I think the consequences will be for you. Agreed. Yes. Uh -huh. Right. Understood. But you need to finesse it so that they get to know who you are, spend time with you, be around your essence, know all the un other wonderful things that come with you so that he says, oh, I, I respect that. You know, if you said that to any man and you said, oh, well, after one kiss, I'm not going to your hotel room, but I wouldn't mind, you know, going to dinner whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on the situation. But right. I wouldn't mind holding your hand and taking a walk and t and getting to know you a little bit. Right. And, and you get to know me. You know, Paula, I, I completely hear what you're saying. And I, I completely agree. In fact, that's how it happened with Mr. Lapp. Uh -huh. I, I, I knew him for two months before our first date, which, like I said before, I did not consider a date. I just thought it was just two people having a meal because we, right. we were part of the same fitness community. Um, he, even though I had already been on national television before, he had no clue of anything about me. He didn't Google oh, me. Or and actually, That's I Googled good. him because I wanted to make sure who I, I, whoever I was having dinner with wasn't a creeper. <laughs> he works uh -huh. in he works in real estate. I used to work in real estate in Manhattan. So we had that intellectual connection. And, you know, something, Paula, like, he didn't even try to kiss me. Um, at our first date, you know, we just, we, after dinner, we went for a walk in the neighborhood and tried yeah, to hold my hand. Right. I didn't try to, we were just getting to know each other. Right. It, really, it was really nice. And, and then yes. he, he took me back to my car. He, he walked me back to my car and we gave each other a friendly hug. Cause I, I, he, I knew him. I knew I was going to see him again at the gym and all that. And, and he's he did say we should do this again. I'm like, yes, absolutely. And I said, thank you so much for suggesting mm -hmm. that we have dinner. Mm -hmm. Cause I got to say, Paula, he's not, he's not, um, let me backtrack here. My, my, I met him through work to be completely frank. Um, I work mm -hmm. at a gym and um, I, I'm not going to mention which gym, but um, mm -hmm. he's a member at that gym. And um, I, he's not the first man who has pursued me. I'm at, sure. You know, Absolutely. And all these other men, they've always asked me for dinner, but uh, with them, I said lunch because I'm not going to date member male members you know because i didn't want to lose my job you know it's I, i'm a mm -hmm. professional mm -hmm. but mr lapp he had suggested dinner and i i said yes to him because i felt safe with him like i, I like i said I, I knew him for two months before we went out for dinner okay and I, he, he's not a creeper he i felt safe with him and he's a, i felt trust i felt like i could trust him and okay. so that's how it started okay um, great and this, to know each other. this can happen again sonali and it can happen with someone actually who's more appropriate for you and here's what happens when we're 16, 17, and we have that first maybe sexual encounter, right? Even if it is all the way, mm -hmm. do you think we as women attach to that guy, even if he's not going to be our forever guy? I would, <laughs> I can't really talk about other women, but okay. Well, I'm going to tell I... you that 90% even 95%, even 98% of women will, if you know my book, you know, I talk about we women bond through time together and sex. Right. Men, men do not. So you are experiencing this with Mr. Lap, even though, quite frankly, 
a 29-year age difference, and I'm sure he's not interested in having a baby. Neither am I, actually. Okay. I <laughs> All right. But regardless, it's not the best of possibilities for long-term. It's just not because of your age. That's a, it's an enormous age difference. If it were 10 years, even 15 but you are at completely different life stages. You are growing, building your life. He is ebbing out of certain things and heading towards other things. I don't disrespect him for telling you about this age difference. And then you're going to think, well, he knew that all the way along. Yes. Of course he did. We have to know and take on the responsibility put on us because we're female, that of course he's going to want to pursue you. Look at you, all of you. Of course he is. It is your duty to say, well, I really like you and I feel good with you, but it's really just not going to work for me. Because yes, you can potentially get this back, but he's likely made a decision he doesn't want to take on someone where you are in your life. And you are not a jaded, older-minded 36-year-old just because of what we said. You deserve to go through all the things that we as women can go through sexually. And you will, but likely he won't be able to keep up with that. And I'm not saying anything about his functioning. That's not the point. Being somebody much closer to Mr. Lap's age than yours, I can tell you this from experience. The younger man now is where you are sexually. Women keep evolving sexually in a very unique way. It's actually for women going into their 50s and 60s that you can't even imagine being 30s. And that's a good thing. It's a beautiful part of life. You wouldn't want to thwart that. Now, I know your heart is with him, but that's what I want to unpack for you. You had this experience with him like someone 16 had their first experience, and they're going to attach everything to that guy. It doesn't matter whether he's 16 or 65. That's what you've done. It doesn't make him appropriate for you. It doesn't. I'm not negating in any way your feelings for him. They are real. They are true. I have the love letter that you <laughs> sent to us that you wrote. Right. Right. And in reading it, again, from my mature perspective on this, I mean, mm -hmm. there's no question that you love him a lot, but the essence of it is what I'm telling you is so emotionally and sexually young that he's going to feel wrong to do this to you. Wrong. If he's a good man, and I bet he is, he's going to feel very wrong in continuing to pursue you. And that's why he told you that it's the age difference. Does that make sense? I, I, I'm listening to what you're saying. Um, to, you, you mentioned something about childbearing years. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I was on a British talk show a couple of weeks ago and I was caught off guard. The reporter asked me about children and I and I answered very honestly this is what I'm about to share with you if I wanted to have kids I would have found a way to have it by now either conventionally or through mm -hmm. surrogacy or adoption um I I don't feel kids are in my car in, in my future at all I, I could care less if again if I wanted to I would have had I would have done it by now and even even Mr. Lapp he's previously married he has two grown kids of his own both of whom are younger than me they're in their 20s um, so and he, he, he said, he's not looking to have kids. I'm like, that's fine with me. I don't care either. It's, it's not the reason. Kids. It's not the reason. No, for the Indian side of me, what I did with him, it's so special and sacred. Even if it wasn't full intercourse, we, other stuff happened, right? Like I can't imagine doing 
all that with another man. Okay, but Sonali, Sonali, mm -hmm. you're going to have to rapidly have those years so that you catch up unless you find someone who will want to take on someone who's a virgin and be okay with that as a wife. He did not indicate in any way to you that he was interested in taking you on as a wife. Correct. What you're telling me is you are not going to be able to go forward with him in any full sexual relationship. And that's okay. But that's not for him. Whatever two, two things I'd like to respond with. Uh, I understood why he would never want to, he, he's, he's, he made it clear he may never want to get married again because he was previously married. Right. right? And he was, he had, and from what he's told me, it was a negative experience. Um, and then also one of his partners uh, post-divorce, um, he was with her for four years. She died of cancer last year. And so he told me he, she, he was still grieving and he wasn't, this was at, right after I gave him that first love letter that you showed, you showed just now. Um, that was back in April. We actually, he actually took me out to dinner a couple of days after that letter I, that I gave to him. And um, he said that he was still grieving from that, mm -hmm. uh, that four-year relationship and that he wasn't ready to commit to me or anybody. Yes. Okay. That's what he said. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. And I understand well, and then, that. So then, but Sonali, I don't know if anyone has talked to you like this. And it is what I do. And I really feel it's my duty because you will need to completely let this go for now. You just said yourself the yet. I'm telling you from a completely objective viewpoint about this man, at this age, it would feel wrong and he would be a bit of a creep to continue with you. Now, that may be mind-blowing to you. I've talked to 40-year-old grandmothers, okay? Uh -huh. Do you think a 40-year-old grandmother has had such a interesting, diverse, experienced life of relationships, sex, love, a lot of it? Yeah, she has, correct? Mm -hmm. That woman who would only be four years older than you right. could very well connect with him and he would not feel creepy or weird about being with her. It would align in a much better way. This is out of alignment. You have the essence and you have the developmental, sexual developmental level of someone 17. Mm -hmm to someone much older like him that could be your grandfather, it's going to feel very wrong to him. And it should. What about all those celebrity couples who have large age differences? Like let's take Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. Okay. She is ten, she's 10 years older than him. Um, Dick Van Dyke, his current- okay. uh, You can license. stop here. You can stop okay. here. The woman, being older, I'm much older than my husband, uh -huh. more than 10 years. Women are not energetically the predators in a relationship. Sexually, it's very, very different. Think of it this way in a very vernacular. The man does sex to us hmm. in a very different way then we have sex with them. I believe your Mr. Lepp is a good man. Mm -hmm. He's also grieving. But to take this on, and this letter of yours told him everything he needs to know, you cannot handle a relationship at the level that he is going to need it. Now that may not make any sense to you, but I wanna give you my truth to be able to help you understand that you are going to have to start to date at a level where you are and work up to another level like you would at 17 where you don't just lay out 
all that you're laying out. I'm a 36-year-old virgin. Because quite frankly, they're not going to tell you. But a man is going to be absolutely scared of that, not want to deal with it. Because here's what they know from how many 36-year-olds have dated a 22-year-old? They have. Mm -hmm. And you know what they tell me? Too immature. I can't. Drama-filled. Immature. You have not handled the things you emotionally that you are going to need to have handled once you have sex with someone that a more mature woman who's had it does. He feels that from you. He knows it. He knows from your letter. And you are doing something that I, in the work with my women, you cannot, you're showing your hand. He didn't choose you as his one. And you're saying in a letter, I'm all yours. You're my one and only. You're, you're it for me. Because I'm Indian. That's the Indian in me talking. I understand that. Then <laughs> you have to be in right. a milieu where they will get that, understand it, and appreciate right. it better. You, you said something very significant that I want you to think about. Mm-hmm. You said you're a little scared of your father. What's that about? He was the patriarch in my family growing up. He's nine, he's nine years older than my mother. And Indian culture as a whole is very patriarchal and male dominated. So that's that. And just growing up, he was he called the shots. Um, he, he has anger issues. He, um, he yells a lot. He yelled a lot. He still yells a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, in my late 20s, I was actually in therapy to deal with PTSD uh-huh. and that traumatic upbringing and um i've i've had thanks to the thanks to an actual therapist that which wasn't done on camera or on a podcast um i i've learned to detach from from and not try to try to not let let all that affect me but at its core you know like i i quite frankly paula i don't speak to my father unless i absolutely have to um but here's the problem you've been programmed to be afraid of the control be afraid of the male figure male essence yeah absolutely it is all involved in your sexuality uh, you're you're right i'm afraid i've been on three bumble dates they were all like two of them were with indian guys one was with the persian guy mm-hmm. but and I, those are all negative experiences and i'm at a point now where i'm i don't want to go out on another bumble date because it's with a stranger like why would i meet a stranger for a drink it is it is, it is scary it really is okay well you, um, you you don't have to do it that way but like I know in New York City, there's Indian speed dating. There's sure, right where you go and you meet and it's in a public place with all other singles meeting and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be. And I don't, those who know me, I don't recommend Bumble, but it's right. not the dating site that's the issue. I, I did see something you presented on um, on your website mm-hmm. where immediately you told the guy, you're a virgin. You're automatically doing something and putting up a wall. And I believe even Dr. Phil said the same thing to you, which is, I, well, don't say it right off the bat because immediately that man, who? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then isn't it? No. I just want to be upfront about what I am. Just I, I... Okay. You're in very serious debt hundreds of thousands of debt do you lead with that no <laughs> you have I a get the point right you get the point i have a very bad sickness do i lead with that no dating is getting to know someone and trust being established liking being established other things besides sex being established and feeling connected. Mm. And for the first time, you did that with Mr. Lap and you allowed him to pursue you naturally. Yep. And it just naturally occurred. Exactly. Great. That means that's a good sign. You can do it, but you've got to do it and add in, not just like a 17 year old wouldn't. That may not come up for four, five, six dates where 
the guy's trying to, and she just says, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not, I'm just not ready. I like you. I'd like to continue dating you. Now he may or may not ask, are you a virgin? With you at your age, probably won't ask. Unless he Googles me. <laughs> well, yes. And that's another question. Right. You have to make up your mind. What is it that you want more? Because if you want to couch yourself as something very different and very, and, and be a, this is going to be your banner. That's what you are. Well, mm. yeah, you're going to have a really hard time because you don't want to be a, like a sideshow. That's a very personal thing. Mm. And you don't owe that to tell anybody if you don't want to. And certainly not a man, but you're thinking, and here's what happens, is that any man who's worth his salt is going to scale high mountains and it should not ever be a deal breaker at all. He should see me, see my value, know my worth immediately off the bat and know that virginity is a high value thing and say, hey, I'm going to put the time in and see how this goes. And he can, if you don't lead with it. Well, that's what happened with Mr. Lapp. I, I didn't bring any of that up in our first date. He didn't know anything about it. He never Googled me or anything. He just exactly. knew me. Exactly. Uh, no, and exactly. then with him, I, you know, as it was going, I, I never thought he would end it, right? We went strong for a couple months. And like I was having the time of my life. And I felt safe with him. Um, yes, but he, he wasn't was getting his time. needs met. And I, I get it. I used to wonder because we only... Date, we saw each other often at the gym and then we only had dates if you will once maybe twice a week and but but then and I used to wonder this and I still wonder this like what was he doing the other nights Did, was he go, getting full-on sex from other women I no not necessarily I, no 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 and I, wanted, and I wanted to go all the way with him I felt it we, we both felt it but I wasn't on any birth control and he didn't have a vasectomy and um, but what I'm hearing is you said it right in the introduction I don't know if anybody caught it but you said, and wording means everything, we didn't commit intercourse. Commit no. intercourse. That is what your mind thinks about intercourse, committing it like it's a crime. I see. It's very telling. I just, I, I can't, like, even with... I feel like I'm gonna cry, and that's what I think of. Okay. I, like, I, I just, I, can't, I, and this is the Indian side of me talking. Like, I, I can't imagine doing what I did with him with any other guy, and or, and he's already like ended it with me, right? Like, just yes. and like I've cried incessant tears, as you've mentioned. My body still aches for him, and that was only second and third base. Okay, like, and just I can't imagine going all the way with any okay, man. Because Sonali, because Sonali, you have not done the normative developmental things that women do to get themselves ready and when uh, you date you're gonna have to do that doesn't matter how old you are it's like you've been in a coma from 10 to 36 well you missed all that so at 36 now you got to get out and date and right. date like you're 17 that's a very different way of it. I'm not suggesting dating young, 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 young men, but like that, meaning you let them take you out. You have fun. You get to know them very slowly, very systematically, because underneath right. you feel you're going to be controlled. They're going to take over. You fear them on a very deep level. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've, I've been in therapy for all that. And I'm at a point where like, it is what it is. The damage is done. It's my upbringing. Can't choose the past. The, but that that's Indian men for you. But you can go <laughs> from here. You can go from here yeah. and it not be. But here's, here's my question to you. And it's the biggest mm -hmm. takeaway question for you today that you sure. really have to think about is that if you are considering intercourse to be, you know, like a crime, committed, yeah. sex is not love. Sex is not love. It, can, is me, it is for me, with all due respect. I understand, but it is when you're 16 too. It's not like you don't have love in sex. 
when you're in love with somebody, that love carries over into sex. But make no mistake about it. It is two separate things. Now, of course, you're going to feel like you feel about it. That's normative for someone 16 and 17. They haven't had the experience to know, oh, these really are two different things. You can blend them, but you can't make them one thing. And that's what's happening for you. And it Mm -hmm. will hurt you with men because any experienced man is going to know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's never that with men from the outset to begin with. If you lined up 10 women in a room today, a man could go down if she had any kind of semblance of body and age type that he wants, he could go down and have sex with every single one of them. Right. Not feel anything. Not feel things. I've heard of that. Yes. Yes. It enhances an experience, but for the man, it enhances it because he's doing something to the woman that gives her pleasure. You have to start from where you are. The, the reason you immediately come out with that you're a virgin is from your fear, which we always get what we fear. And that is keeping men at bay, keeping them away. That's what's happening for you. And that's very sad because there will be many men who will want to. But if also, if you feel, given from what you're telling me about your father, if you feel their real interest and patience with you and what have you, other than like Mr. Lap, you may not want them. Right. Let me ask you something else, Paula. Um, sure. This was pre-kiss with Mr. Lap. He made clear that he wanted an open relationship. He didn't want to commit. And I, and I, I understood that because I knew he was previously married and all that. But then as, as time went on, I found out that um, he, would, he didn't approve if I was the kind to lead a promiscuous lifestyle. So, and I'll go into specifics. Yeah. Like I told you earlier, like, you know, like if I, we, we saw each other three, four times a week at the gym, but then we dated outside the gym once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then I, I've, and I've already said this to you, like, you know, I used to wonder, like, we, he got what he got from me once or twice a week, but was he getting full on sex from other women the other nights of the week? Well, now that you're telling me that, maybe. Right? But the point exactly. is, but like, then, why would what, you? Why, yeah, but what if I was the kind to do that with other men, which because, I wasn't, and I still am not, right? But yes. Sonali, you're so misled. It is never equal for men and women. That's <laughs> the American side of you that has been sold a bill of goods. It is not that for men. And why would that even enter into you when you aren't even at a place to have sex in your life? Why would you even be considering? And the minute he said, I want an open relationship, it's like, oh, okay, well, I understand, you know, all the best to you. We can, you know, just be friends at the gym. That's it. But because you feel I'm not giving him what is normative to give a man, maybe I should let him do that. And that's lowering your value, does nothing for you, and will allow him to just discard you. I, I do I do feel used and discarded. I really yes. do. He's 65 and he strung me along for six and a half months. Okay, here's what you can yes. do for that. You take 100% responsibility for being in that relationship to begin with. You got into a relationship with a 65-year-old man who says, I want it to be an open relationship. My hope was that he would change after the kiss. Okay, there is your, okay, ding, ding, ding for anybody right. listening. There's your naivete. I agree. Naivete. Nope. You're barking up the wrong tree. Mm. And you're holding on to this. And the secondary gain from holding on to it is that you don't have to move on. Mm. That's the secondary gain. Because it's extremely painful for you to deal with what is. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. You have got to deal with this to have what is normative. For any vital woman like you, you are still young. I started my life over at 38, like over. And then I did it again with career at 50. Everyone can. You're never younger than you are today. And you are still young. You're young. You can have children if you want. 
You don't have to, but you want to be partnered. And that's a beautiful, wonderful, normative thing. You can yeah. have that. You know, it's funny. Today, I put on my Instagram, it's a post with a kitty, a black cat. And the saying is, this is scaring him away. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that online is so difficult. We've got to understand that our profile is the ad for ourselves. Well, do ads lead with something that might be off-putting to a potential customer? No. No, they don't. So all I was saying in the ad is don't put your cat in a profile picture or mention your cat in the profile. And here's why. All studies show men believe that women with cats are a problem. Now, where do they get that? Who cares? Because it's not true, but they immediately think, and especially in the older cohorts, crazy cat lady. Wow. Yes. So you can have a cat because when he falls in love with you, he'll also love your cat. Cats are wonderful. He'll love your cat once he falls in love with you, but do not lead with your Achilles heel. Do not lead with, I have a gambling addiction, right? I'm addicted to, you know, oxycodone. I'm $200,000 in debt. I haven't had a job in a year. My family is, you know, a hot mess. I'm a virgin. Why is virginity such a bad thing? Everybody's a virgin until some point in their lives. I okay. You answer me in the context of what I was telling you. Why? Because you're very smart and you have the American side to you. Why would you not lead with that? Why would you not say that? I've given you the answer before. Why? Maybe, maybe my ambition intimidates some men. I, just, I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm here talking to you. I, from what I've seen from movies and also society, there's a, and I'm just saying what I've seen and heard, like there's a derogatory term for women who do lead promiscuous lifestyles. And I'm not going to okay. go into that. That is what's called black and white thinking. If you're not a virgin, you're promiscuous. Black and white thinking hurts women more than anything else. There is nothing wrong with you being a virgin. But in the wrong context and at the wrong time being told, yes, just like guy gets to know you, you have a gambling addiction and you're dealing with it. But if you put on the profile gambling addict, you think you're going to meet him? You're no. saying nothing is wrong with being a virgin. No. Well, nothing is wrong really with anything that someone's dealing with. It's all in the context. We don't lead with it on just like with a cat. Anything wrong with having a cat? No. A lot of things right with having a cat. Don't lead with it because of how men perceive it. You see? I say even you have a dog. Don't put the dog in your profile. You know why? And it's so interesting when you see the studies done about it. Everything's going to be about the dog and not me. Just horse, guess what horse connotes? Horse in your, and you might be a equestrian. Just don't lead with it because already I can't afford you. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So all I'm saying to women is don't do this. And there's all this backlash, of course, like how awful to say that if he doesn't like my cat, who cares about him? Nobody that doesn't like my cat, I'll even give any amount of time. No, it's the same thing for you. Do not lead with something that isn't just general, vague. And it's also an extremely personal thing. Would any other woman put, I've had X amount of experiences. Well, that's on the other end of the scale. Right. Either end of the scale is going to hurt you. We want in the middle. Mm. And you are to date without belying that until it's appropriate. 
you need to be vague. And this is for anyone with anything about mm. something in their life that is not this man. In other words, a lot of people have a lot of family baggage, right? The family's a hot mess or whatever mm -hmm. it is, right? Got the right. mentally ill brother and I've got the mother who is agoraphobic and I this and I that and blah, blah, blah. And my family's feuding for years and this, you know, a lot of stuff. Would you lead with that? No. Of course not. Now, of course, that's seen as negative. And yes, there is nothing wrong with virginity. And once he falls in love with you, he's not going to care. Once he falls in love with you, just like with the cat, he's going to fall in love with the cat too. Mm -hmm. But you have to let him fall. He's kissing you. It's getting hot and heavy and you feel it going towards sex. And you say, you know, I'm, I'm not really comfortable. I'm not really ready yet. Well, you're not a virgin, are you? Well, I've not had a lot of experience in sex and, and I just like to take things really, really slow. And I, I'm, I really like you and I really would like the chance to get to know you and, and see how it goes. Now, I didn't answer the question. I didn't answer the question. I was vague. If he pushes it and pushes it, you may say, well, I've done a lot. I've not done vaginal intercourse. That's true. Well, you've done a lot. Well, I'm not going to get into anything that I've done. I'm just telling you that I'd like to get to know you and take it slow. And I'm just not ready to do that yet. I would love to see you again. Mm -hmm. That's a, an example of a conversation you could have rather than the minute he goes in for a kiss, you are throwing up that wall because it's a secondary gain for you. Right. And that's really what's at play here because this has become your persona because what are you going to yeah. do when you're no longer that? Have you thought about that? Sonali 2.0. I'll pass <laughs> I love it. Good. 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 I love it. Well, there you go. If this is a personal thing you have with your higher power, with your God, with whatever you just as a moral thing feel, you have every right to that and you will find someone that will respect and honor that. Here's an issue. If you say, if I have sex with you, Wondering what I'm going to tell Sonali a man is going to do if she says what I'm about to tell her? Or are you just curious to see Sonali and me discussing this? Well, you're in luck because this entire episode is on camera and now up on my YouTube channel. That's right. You can go right now to Coach Paula Grooms on YouTube and see the two of us on camera for this entire episode beginning to end. No wondering about this Wonder Woman. Go to Coach Paula Grooms on YouTube and check out this entire on-camera coaching conversation. Be sure to subscribe and comment to let me know what you think, as well as if you'd like to see more on-camera coaching conversations like this one with Sonali Chandra. Coach Paula Grooms on YouTube. See you there.